Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Pharrell Coast to Coast in the biggest way possible right here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid Radio. Great to have you with us on a Friday a pain-free Friday, Carver High in for Scotty. Joe Lisi, gopher to two, joins me momentarily as well in a cast of thousands today here on Coast to Coast. We have a lot to do. Full preview, NFL Week 14 coming up on Sunday. Go through last night. Over it was uh, for that 30-30.5 for the Steelers and the Patriots. And another bad loss for the Steelers, two in a four-day span. Not a good scene in Pittsburgh, Lakers and Pacers will play for the NBA in-season tournament championship tomorrow night in Vegas. Full slate of NBA as well tonight to get through. We've got the Army-Navy game, of course, this weekend. And they're tracking airplanes in uh, the Otani sweepstakes. Uh, everybody's got their eyes on some charter flight that went from Anaheim uh, to Toronto this afternoon. Rumors swirling everywhere that Otani uh, is potentially going to Toronto. Nothing is done yet. Uh, we'll be keeping our eyes on that today as well. All right, we start, as always, with the birthday roll call. Extensive today here on Coast to Coast. Sam Hauser, 26. Thatcher Demko, 28. Raheem Sterling, 29. Drew Doughty, 34. Amir Khan, 37. Josh Donaldson, 38. Philip Rivers, 42. Uh, Brent Snedeker, 43. Vernon Wells, 45. Ryan Newman, 46. Kevin Harvick, 48. It's a NASCAR day. James Stewart, 52. Mike Messina, 55. Double nickels. Jeff George, 56. Teresa Witherspoon, 58. Steve Elkington, 61. George Rogers, 65. And one more you can add to the list, and that is uh, little Olivia. Not little anymore. Uh, My daughter, Liv, who is seven today, or Ray Lewis, as Scotty loves to call her. Seven years old for Olivia Carver here today on the 8th of December. All right, uh, we will kick things off as we mentioned. First, we welcome in all of our radio affiliates from coast to coast uh, here on a Friday. Carver High in for Scotty. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159, Sports Byline, and of course, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in sunny Southern California. Great to have everybody with us here. Uh, Patriots beat the Steelers last night at the place the Steelers play, uh, and it went over. 21-18 to was the final. Steelers had some opportunities in the second half, but Mitch Trubisky just could not get it done. Bailey Zappi was excellent in the first half. Three touchdown passes, two of them to Hunter Henry. We got Tomlin and Belichick today on the aftermath. Uh, of that one and really the bottom line of that game is the Steelers who were sitting at seven and three not too long ago now two losses 
two big losses in the past few days to awful teams. Lose to the Cardinals at home on Sunday, lose to the Patriots at home on a Thursday night. What does that mean? They're in trouble. Uh, they're in seven at seven and six now. They've got some tough games down the stretch, and it is a very, very bunched up AFC for those uh, last couple of spots. Uh, so the Steelers did not do themselves any favors, that is for sure. Uh, we will start to get into all the games for this week. Cincinnati and Indianapolis. Can Jake Browning keep it going after Monday night? And Doug Peterson on the Jags and, and the Browns. I saw more footage of Trevor Lawrence at practice today. That'd be nuts if he played uh, in this game. But he wasn't doing any, like, hard running. But he's standing there throwing a football. Could be a decoy. Who knows? We'll talk to Dr. Chow about that later. Uh, Adam Kaplan with us in hour one today on C2C. That's right. A little bit earlier, uh, we always do the double shot with Adam going into the weekend. We will do it in hour number one here today on C2C. Hour number two, we continue to get through all of these games, including the heavies, for Sunday, the Cowboys and the Eagles at Jerry's World Sunday night. Uh, the featured attraction, no doubt. Uh, Cowboys one game back. Eagles with 10 wins. Cowboys with nine. They'll try to uh, pull even with them, split the season series, and then see if they can get it done over the final four games to win that NFC East. Eagles coming off getting pounded by the 49ers last week at home at the link. Uh, also, the Bills and the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Massive game for Buffalo coming off of the bye. They're 6-6. Six and six. They need to get to 7-6 and six and continue to try to move towards a playoff spot in the AFC. Chiefs have lost three of their last five games. Bills have won at Arrowhead each of the last two years in the regular season. We'll see if they can keep that going as well. Dr. David Chow with us, of course, Sports Injury Central. Uh, he will go through all the injuries with us. We'll ask him about Trevor Lawrence. We'll ask him about the Browns quarterback stuff. Lamar Jackson was sick. I'm sure he's going to be fine. Hayden Hurst, which is a really crazy situation. We'll talk to him about that as well. Also, we will have uh, the lion's share in our number two. And Davis Maddock will be with us. Uh, and we will get all of his plays for tonight. Uh, and we'll get his some thoughts on uh, the games for Sunday as well. He's got some NBA tonight. He's got some NFL for Sunday, Arthur Smith on the Falcons and the Bucks, Josh Dobbs on the Vikings and the Raiders, Pete Carroll, Seahawks and the Niners coming up on Sunday, CJ Stroud, Texans into MetLife against the Jets. Can we trust the Texans on the road as a favorite? They are seven and five. They need the win. Jets are going back to Zach Wilson. Odell Beckham Jr. on facing the Rams, of course. Uh, last he was with the Rams when he won the Super Bowl with them a few years ago. Now we'll face them as a member of the Ravens. Lions are in Chicago this weekend. Carolina in New Orleans. Denver and the Chargers. A little bit of a loser leaves town type of game to that one on Sunday in Los Angeles. Uh, hour three. A little bit of college football this week. It's kind of a really an off week, but there is one game. The traditional Army-Navy game, which will be in Foxborough on Saturday afternoon. Uh, we've got the Rich Sermonella Maxwell Minute. Me and Joe will give you our thoughts. Uh, I know Joe. We already know what Joe's doing. Up, 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 and away with that 28-and-a-half uh, for Army and Navy coming up on Saturday. We'll discuss that. Plenty of NBA. What a performance by the Pacers again last night in Vegas. They get it done against the Bucs. They move on to the championship. Tyrese Halliburton, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, he had a dagger for three, huge at the end, and away they go. Uh we, we got one team that was kind of, we were looking for the needle in the haystack when this thing started. Young team, going to come out of nowhere, win this. A lot of the old, you know, the, the established star-laden teams maybe won't care. Well, Pacers found a way to get to the end. But on the other side, 
they are going to have LeBron, who we have talked about enough this week and said it. Um, he wants he wants to get this first one. He knows he ain't gonna have too many cracks at this in season tournament that they've created. And 20 years from now, they'll probably name the thing after him after he's won the first. So I think a big night for LeBron coming in Vegas tomorrow against the Indiana Pacers. Tons of games tonight. Full slate here. Atlanta's in Philly. Washington and Brooklyn. The Knicks in Boston uh, at the Garden. Cleveland is in Miami against the Heat. We've got Golden State in OKC. Chicago and San Antonio. Sacramento is in Phoenix against the Suns. Houston and Denver tonight. Clippers in Utah. Dallas is in Portland. A full slate of NBA. Three NHL games, including Minnesota and Edmonton, Pittsburgh and Florida. Also in the final hour of C2C today. That's we'll have Gabe Morenci then. Usually hour one today, hour three. And the sportsbook consigliere, Dave Sharapan, in the final hour as well uh, as we get ourselves set for a Friday night at the window and try to cash some tickets. So we got a full slate on a pain-free Friday for El Coast to Coast here with you. Don't forget, too, Scotty back Sunday, in-game live with Morenci, Monday here with me on CSC. Uh, so a lot going on. We'll come back and get you going. Carver High for Scotty. Sports Grid Radio, Sports Grid, Siri, and we'll uh, come back. Start with the football with Joe right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast here on a Friday. Carver High in for Scotty. We'll get Joe in here in a moment. But first, we got to tell you that BetMGM, I mean, they're ready for bowl season. Uh, there's no question about that. Their college football bowl pick em challenge. BetMGM has given their online sportsbook customers the opportunity to win a grand prize of up to $25,000 if they predict the most college football bowl games against the spread correctly out of all the eligible users. you got to log into your BetMGM Sportsbook account on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Go to the Promotions tab on your account to access the College Football Bowl Pick'em Challenge. Complete and submit the Football Bowl Pick'em Challenge entry. One entry per customer is permitted. Customers do not need to make all of their selections right away. You can wait up until kickoff for every game, which, as we always know, is very important 
because nobody plays uh, in bowl games. Customers will have the opportunity to win up to $25,000 if they predict the most games against the spread correctly out of the eligible users, BetMGM's College Football Bowl Pick'em Challenge. All right, we're here with you on a Friday, big uh, NFL Friday, week 14, coming up on Sunday. Last night, it kicked off with the Patriots and the Steelers. I bring in uh, with me today, of course, the encyclopedia of college football, and that is Go for the two, Joe Lisi, who you also hear with me weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern on Carver and Lisi on Sportsbeat Radio. Hi, Joe. Uh, how about that game is right? Oh, oh, over in the first half. I mean, you ate you ate fat in that game, Joe. Uh, plenty of winning tickets on your side, that's for sure. Unfortunately, uh, we almost hit the Carver and Lisi SGP two weeks in a row. We needed what was it, seven yards from Fryermuth, uh, and we would have hit it. We hit everything else. <laughs> I blame Fryermuth. Well, Trubisky stinks too, but that one pass on the final drive there where he threw I know they said he overthrew him. Catch the ball. Like, I, I think that Fryermuth could have got his, his paws on that. Uh, just put your hands in the air and catch the football, Joe. Uh, and, he, and the catch before that, I thought we were going to get it, and he, we needed 10 or 11 yards, and, of course, it was a five-yard catch. You know, so he couldn't, couldn't pick up more than five yards. So very unfortunate for us, Joe. But not unfortunate for you because, like I said, you had plenty of tickets, 21 to 18. The Pats beat the Steelers, including a bunch that involved Hunter Henry. What a first half for him and Bailey Zappi. They connected not once but twice in the first half at the place the Steelers play. Here is the second one on Amazon. Touchdowns, only one. Cover, he was plus 650 to hit one touchdown. Can you imagine? He probably was like double. He was really like numbers. 15 to 1. Amazing. Yeah. I will just say this. We talked about it, you know, the fact that New England had nothing to lose. Zappi came out. They were very aggressive, right? They built a 21 to 10 first half lead. The Patriots did absolutely nothing in the second half. They allowed Pittsburgh to hang around. And that, I mean, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's offense was completely one-dimensional, completely vanilla. And I couldn't believe it. They were down 21 to 10 with about four minutes left in the third. They were acting like they had the 11-point lead as opposed yep. to no sense of urgency. Running the football, taking 40 seconds off of the play clock. Like, what are you doing? It, it, their offense really is puzzling even after and I know they had the one good week after they fired Canada but way, they run the ball so much Joe on first and 10 and second and eight like they they, they just don't get aggressive ever and they just put themselves in awful situations where it's it's third and seven eight or nine uh, almost every single time for Pittsburgh and that's not going to get it done and a bad week for them all around, Joe. You figure they were, think about this, five days ago, six days ago, they were 7-4 and four and sitting in great shape in the AFC with two awful football teams this year coming into their building in a four-day span. They lose at home to Arizona on Sunday. They lose last night to the Patriots at home. Now they're 7-6, and six, and they're going to be in all kinds of trouble here going down the stretch. Here's Mike Tomlin on the loss. Asked about to go to Mason Rudolph, like he didn't think about no. me. Mason Rudolph, 
I know, I know. I know. Mason Rudolph can't. He won games at least for this franchise. Come on. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. You're expecting Mitch Trubisky. If he doesn't have it, it's all hands on deck. You're telling me Mason Rudolph can't lead a charge and throw for a buck fifty? I mean, Carver, don't give me that. Don't give me that. I, you no, know, I, I thought but, just the way that the way that Tomlin responded so quickly and so at you know, he's just like, no. Yeah, like, I, like it I, wasn't I, even a wasn't even a wasn't thought, a thought. On his I mind. Know. It, it, well, to here's the other so. thing, too. When you brought up their ability to run the football, I could get that if they were averaging like five yards per carry. If yeah, they were the not. Ravens. And the, they're, they're, they're a terrible rush offense that has no yeah. consistency from week to week, and yet they still want to they still want to force the round peg into the square hole. Why? And, and they and they're we're facing like the best, I believe New England going into this week was the best run defense. Uh, in the NFL or in the top three, Joe. So they were playing a team that's very good at stopping the run. You just weren't going to be able to, to, you know, hammerhead your way in like they tried. It's very rare that we get a uh, happy Bill Belichick, Joe. We've picked on him a lot this year. Uh, a win on a Thursday night for Bill. He gets to go watch the Army-Navy game at home tomorrow. Uh, here's Belichick. You look now, Joe, with Arizona and the Patriots beating the Steelers this week, the gap uh, has widened here where Chicago's – Gonna have the first pick. It's Carolina's pick. They're gonna get that pick. I mean, they're they're two games up for the top pick with five, uh, five to play now, four to play with some teams. Um, Chicago's gonna have the first pick again, second year in a row, and this one won't even be of their own fault. We'll come back. Uh, Adam Kaplan, the double shot in hour one here on Coast to Coast today. We're back for the after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast here on a Friday. Carver High in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us every Friday. We get you ready for Sunday, Pain Day, NFL Week 14 with our Sports Grid NFL insider, Adam Kaplan, a little earlier today, hour one for Adam, but we're still going to give you the double shot and get you going. Hi, Adam. How are you? And we might as well start with last <laughs> night. Uh, me and Joe were just talking about it. Look, it was the lowest total since uh, 2005, and it went over in the first half. How about that? You never know sometimes with these games. 
No, didn't expect that. You know, my score was 16 to 10. You know, we, we've talked about these Thursday night games for years and how bad they usually are. But Pharrell's always made a good point. You never know when two bad teams get together or one mediocre yeah. team, one bad team. And sometimes they play what we call competitive football. And the, the story of the game was Bailey Zappi, the much maligned Bailey Zappi, who couldn't even muster a touchdown the game before. In fact, the Patriots offense, the previous three games, put up one offensive touchdown. But last night, uh, Zappi got off to that great start, very accurate. It is surprising that in two games, the Steelers' defense, quite quite frankly, has not played well. You, you just wouldn't think that going against uh, two substandard offenses, particularly this, this one against the Patriots, but they did. They didn't play well. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, we'll get to him in a second, where he struggled. But the story's got to be Zappi, and that, the big reason why the total uh, went over in the first half was his play, his willingness to throw the football, the accuracy, uh, and, and very good in the red zone with Hunter Henry twice. Again, all of it. There's no way to. There's no way to really see that based on a. It's a road game. The Patriots have been trouble moving the football in the air, and Zeke Elliott, by the way, did an excellent job. He was their guy filling in for Montre Stevenson. He's out with a bad ankle, and he did a great job. He showed he could still play. He helped him in, in the pass game with the checkdowns, and the Steelers clearly are not ready on a short week. You would think the home team would have the advantage, but they did not, and certainly the odds makers have no problem putting the number at 30 because that's what should have happened in hindsight, but so many people, as you, were, you and I were talking off the air, took the under. Uh, they sure did. Uh, big night for the house uh, with with all the I saw the eighty five percent on the under eighty eighty seven percent of the money eighty seven. So a lot of people uh, under was bet more than the actual sides, uh, which is also something that never <laughs> happened in these games. One more thing here with the Steelers, Adam, and that's this: this is a bad week for Tomlin and the crew. You know they were seven and four five days ago. They were in the mix, had one of the spots in the AFC. It's very jumbled. There's lots of teams involved. To lose to Arizona and New England, both at home, they're at seven and six now. Schedule only gets tougher over their last four games. I mean, you just got a feeling, Adam. I mean, just watching these, they're going to be out. They're not going to be one of the teams that's there at the end. Yeah, because it's funny you, were, you say that. I was talking to someone, uh, a friend of mine who works for an NFL team as a coach, and we, we were just talking about the way the, the conferences look. If the Steelers were in the NFC, they absolutely would be very in it for a wild card. But in the AFC, they're not. They're, they, they are now technically. They're, they're not in the top seven. They're still in it, yes, but they're, they're not very much in it because they're not playing well. And by the way, next Sunday, they have to play the Colts in Indy, a team that has really been one of the big surprises of the National Football League. But it, it, Again, there's things that happen which are good stories, despite losing Anthony Richardson for the season. Uh, they're, they're hanging in there with Gordon Minshew as the quarterback, and the Steelers – they probably, you know what, they probably need to get away from talking to teams over the years who a lot of expectations and then all of a sudden they're losing at home. Sometimes it's good to get away, and they will. They'll play the Colts in Indy next Sunday. As we head into all these games on Sunday, Adam, of course, week 14 now, and really <laughs> the amount of quarterbacks that have played has been astounding, and it's really at a point where about third of the league, uh, they're starting guys near her going into week 14 that they did not have in week number one. In fact, okay, so we've got 10 out of, of – there are 30 teams in action this week. We have two teams on a bye. So nearly a third of the backup quarterbacks are starting this week. Now, there's a couple, there are a couple issues, and we'll talk about some of those games later. Trevor Lawrence, where he's at. If not, you've got C.J. Beathard would be another backup quarterback who's playing this week. Derek Carr, is he going to get cleared uh, from three different injuries? He's been banged up of late. So, yeah, this is not good. So 
Yeah, I'm always asked, why are the games so low scoring this season? They're down from last year, even, and, and, and we know how low scoring some of those games were last season. Too many backup quarterbacks playing. Teams playing a significant amount of zone defense. In fact, Mike, when I started covering the league in the, in the late 2000s, it, most teams played man coverage. Not anymore. If you're playing over 30% man coverage, that's a lot in today's NFL. We had teams playing over 50% when I first started in the league, uh, covering the league in, in, in 98-99, and things have changed. Teams are saying you're not throwing the ball over our heads. We're going to play a lot of zone defense. And you also get lucky playing backup quarterbacks. And I, to me, I don't know what happened to the Steelers last night in that first half. That's just mind-boggling. But that's stuff, again, when, when you're putting together a line, if you're an odds maker, putting it 30, you're taking all the data that you have two backup quarterbacks. Why would anyone think the game would go over the total? I have no problem with someone going under, because logically that's what should have happened. Um, let's all, you also had this note here, and I think it's it's very important, especially when you get this late into the year. I think weather was supposed to be a big issue in a majority of the games early in the week, but as we've gotten later in the week, now it looks like only a couple games right on the eastern seaboard are going to be affected with some big weather on Sunday. Right, and I should mention to people, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy about the weather looking at these games, but I would tell you, I look at hour by hour as we get closer because things change. These forecasts change. Out east, we're going to get a lot of rain over the weekend. But in the Midwest, in Cleveland, now as of now, again, we're talking to you late Friday afternoon, things could change. Right now, it, it went, it looked, and I know you were referring to that, it looked early in the week it was going to rain all game. Right now, it may not rain. Right now, the percentage is in the 20s for it to rain. Now, the game that looks like, again, things could change and it should be a low scoring game anyway it's the texans at the at the jets where you have yet another backup quarterback zach wilson getting back the job where they're having trouble scoring anyway uh so that, that's a that's a problem there but yeah i, I look at this for whether it's fantasy or if, you're, if you're handicapping a game but look we've had odd things with when your bills played the eagles who thought yeah. both teams would score in the 30s sometimes you just can't see it but talking to coaches over the years it's wind with rain is a problem. You can throw in the rain, but when it's windy, it's very, very difficult with rain coming at the quarterback's face. You ain't going to get a game like that with the Texans and the Jets on Sunday, Adam, in no. life. I can tell you that. There ain't going to be no Eagle Bill game uh, in the rain. No. And it is going to pour there. I mean, New York City area, Northern Jersey, that Connecticut, I mean, it is going to be a downpour on Sunday uh, for the Jets and the Texans, and that's why that total also – uh, has approached Steeler Patriot levels, Adam, uh, as we get ourselves a little bit closer uh, to Sunday. Let's go to the Jaguars and the Browns. You were just talking about all the quarterbacks. You mentioned in there Trevor Lawrence. I told you yesterday I saw uh, clips of him working out of practice. Again, today, the circulation of all the practice footage of him out there throwing. Doesn't really look like he's running, per se, that hard, Adam, but he is standing there throwing the football out there with the guys. Yeah, you should know that video that's there is only it, it, only part of individual drills. They're not allowed to put video out of team drills. So you don't really know by the video really what he's able to do and not do. But my understanding is he's looked pretty good. Now, what they have today, Mike, is and they're going to list him as questionable, I believe. He'll go through tomorrow's walkthrough. He has to react well from the work that he's gotten the last two days. Go to the walkthrough tomorrow, which is usually they call it a jog through. Usually half an hour to 45 minutes. Get to pregame warms, get through that, and, and get clear to play. But, man, watching that game Monday night, I just thought there was no way. Most people didn't. And then when Doug Peterson said a right high ankle sprain, I'm like, really? Because the video didn't show that. It's not quite as high as your typical 
high ankle. But the thing that they're going to have to get straight here, Mike, is that they have to make sure here that there's no degree of setback because it's his power leg. He's a right-handed thrower. The left is the plant. The right is the one you power off from. you got to make sure he could step and have no problems doing it because if there's any kind of issue, he can't play. And T.J. Beathard's there. He's got a minor shoulder injury, but he should be available. Now, here's the problem, though. When you look at the Jaguars, they got a lot of injuries, not just Lawrence. Uh, their slot receiver, Christian Kirk, is put on IR today. So he's he won't be back to the playoffs if they get to the playoffs. That's that's at the point that he could return. So you could forget about him. Parker Washington, who scored it, filled in for him on Monday night. Uh, he will replace him. And then here's another problem for now, now Trevor Lawrence, if he does get cleared to play. He's a right-handed thrower. Uh, their left tackle, they're actually down two of them. Kev Robinson, who had a significant knee injury, he's on IR. And it's backup. Walker Little is, I don't believe he's going to be available. He's got a hamstring strain. So they worked out at left tackle, three different backups, right? That's not good, Mike. That's another thing that Doug Peterson has to consider, even if the medical staff uh, clears him, is do they want him behind a backup to backup left tackle. That, to me, is questionable. They got a, they, they got a couple uh, injuries on defense. And then for the Browns, now, Dorian Thompson-Robson, DTR, he got cleared out protocol today. So he should he's going to be available to play. The question is that did did he look good enough in practice? Because Joe Flacco, Mike, it's not his fault that they lost. Their secondary, surprisingly, did not play well last week, and Flacco probably threw the ball more than they wanted to. Did a phenomenal job. He gives their pass targets a really good chance to play. In my opinion, this is only opinion because I haven't checked into it yet. I will over the next 24 hours. There's really no reason why Flacco shouldn't play. Why? Because he gives them the best chance to win. That's always an out, Mike, for a coach. Who gives us the best chance to win? Do you really, do you not think it's Joe Flacco? I mean, come on, it's Joe Flacco. Stop. Yeah, I, I thought he made just that one mistake, which was when it was 2019. They got the ball back and he threw the pick, uh, which then allowed the Rams to go down and and kind of put the. But but I thought he played very well, aside from that one mistake uh, that he made. And and when you're as good as defense as the Browns have been this year, you should be able to overcome one mistake by your quarterback, uh, but the Browns D just, uh, you're right, they were not up to snuff uh, last week in Los Angeles against the Rams. Should be a fun one there. And all these, so many AFC games with major implications coming up here on Sunday, that one of them will go through a few more when we come back, Adam, with the double shot. Adam Kaplan, our Sports Grid NFL insider. We've got to talk about the Eagles, of course, and the Cowboys. Uh, we're going to get into the Bills-Chiefs game as well before we get out of here. Coast to coast on a Friday. We're back right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast here on a Friday. Carver High in for Scotty Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio. We are talking with our Sports Grid NFL insider, Adam Kaplan, getting you ready for pain day on Sunday, week number 14. Okay, Adam, let's go next to the Niners and the Seahawks. Of course, they just played a couple weeks ago, Thanksgiving night. Uh, we've actually got a clip of Pete Carroll today where he's like, I didn't have the team ready. Uh, we weren't prepared. We've got extra rest this time. I'm going to have them ready to go, and he's going to get some of his better players back as well, Adam. Yeah, so let's look at running backs. So Kenneth Walker has this oblique injury. He got hurt three weeks ago on a run where you, you would see him cat like hold his side. So he's in played since then, but he's looked good in practice. He's trending towards being cleared. We'll know more later today. They are still practicing right now. Zach Charbonnet, his backup. Now, what happened with Charbonnet is he has a bone bruise in, in, on one of his knees, and it typically it's something you got to calm down. There was some swelling there. They're pretty optimistic that he should be able to play. Again, they're going to they need to get through practice today. And they actually, to show you that they're probably pretty confident, they did release a practice squad uh, running back today, and they added a quarterback because Geno Smith, after practice was over, after they turned their injury report, they would add Geno later, their starting quarterback, with a groin injury. So they had to get through practice today. And, and Sean Mann, you might remember, is a sort of a journeyman quarterback uh, with the Rams and the Vikings, drafted by the Vikings. So uh, he's there as a third quarterback just in case. So they need to get through that today. And now, for the, the Niners, this is this is actually interesting and important. Eric Armstead, one of the starting D tackles, has been in the league a long time. It's great against the run. Doesn't look good for him. Uh, he's got a new injury. He's had this lingering foot problem. Now he's got a knee injury, which he suffered against uh, the Eagles last week. And right now it's doubtful that he'll be clear to play. So that's one little nugget for the, uh, for the Seahawks that's in their favor. But look, two weeks ago, the Seahawks got absolutely clean. Uh, they got squashed at home against the Niners. It was never close. Their, their defense did what it could, but two main mistakes. Debo Samuel was a major factor in that game. And really, since Trent Williams came back from his injury and Debo from his, boy, their offense has taken off here. There's no question about it. They're my number one team in the National Football League. If you and I put power ranks together, Mike, they're absolutely the number one team. Yeah, and if they beat the Seahawks on Sunday and the Cowboys beat the Eagles on Sunday night, uh, they'll be in the driver's seat. They'll have the one seed in the yep. NFC, and with four games to go, they'll control their own destiny, you could say, uh, to have every game in Santa Clara uh, before they can get themselves to Vegas for the Super Bowl. Speaking of the Eagles and the Cowboys, that is the main event on Sunday night at Jerry's World. It's been quite the gauntlet for the Eagles. Next stop, Dallas. Yeah, then next week they're at Seattle of the six-game gauntlet. So some good injury news for the Eagles. Dallas Goddard, they're starting tight end, barring something highly unforeseen. He's expected to get be cleared from his uh, fractured forearm. Yes, he had surgery on it, but uh, they needed to wait four weeks. They've waited exactly four weeks. He's expected to get cleared. He, by the way, he got hurt against Dallas on a 28-yard catch and run, but uh, having him back, they need that third pass option. He's integral and the run game and the pass game, getting him back is huge. And they should get Barnga setback, Zach Cunningham, their inside linebacker. He's done a great job of reviving his, reviving his career since the Titans cut him. Uh, he did not play last week. In fact, he didn't even practice from a hamstring injury. But 
He's expected to be back in the lineup, and that's absolutely huge for them. As they travel to Big D, where the, the Cowboys are, are, have won 14 in a row, the last game that they lost was the first home game in 2022 against the Buccaneers, but they've been great since then. Dak Prescott, 20 touchdown passes. This is his last six games. He's on fire now. I know the Eagle fans don't like to hear it. He's played great, but what they will bring up, and it's true, look at their schedule. It's set up very well. They haven't played a very good football team. In fact, the two teams that they've played well, or they play that are good football teams, the Eagles, who they lost to, and they got absolutely smoked earlier in the season at the Niners. So in both of those games, their defense, which is a big play defense, gave up six touchdown passes. And here's the thing, Mike. Jerron Bland, who's filling in for Trayvon Diggs, he's super talented with the five pick sixes, which is an NFL record. But he makes big plays, and he gives up a lot of big plays. They play over 40% man coverage. They're a top three man coverage team. When you do that, Mike, you're going to give up big plays. The over-under is around 52, Mike. It, I get why they're putting it, because that was the the first game, I think, was uh, 51 or 52 points. But remember, Goddard got hurt in that game. He's back. Since then, no one is stopping Prescott. Vivos have the worst-graded secondary that National Football League. I'd be very surprised if this, this game does not go over the total. Uh, last year on Christmas Eve, they at in Dallas they got in the seventies, oh. uh, so they had no they had no problem, and that was with and that was with Minshew playing at him. That wasn't even no. with Hurts playing. Minshew played in that no. game, so I'm with you. No. I, I think there's going to be tons of points in this game. And as you know, being a Bills fan, you saw that Eagles Bills game, which is crazy in the rain that, they, that both teams yeah. scored over thirty points each. There's no weather; you don't have to worry about that. The Eagles have have had three straight rain games, none of that, and they, yeah. they got look. Jalen Hurts has got to play better. He's not played particularly well the last couple games, and that's you know it's a big reason why they got behind against the Niners. It's the first time they've got blown out since the 21 season. Oh, by the way, Eagles have the best road record in the National Football League since Nick Sirianni became their head coach in 2021. You saw them beat uh, the Chiefs in that Monday night game where they came back being down 17-7. to Jalen Hurts has not lost back-to-back games as a starter since the 21 season. So a lot of things favor the Eagles here, but the Cowboys are front runners. So they're great at home, but if the Eagles could get a lead early, that would be very interesting. Yeah, uh, it's nice to be dry for a week uh, for Philadelphia. If they were home, uh, like Baltimore and New York, uh, they would be right. getting drenched again uh, this week. So it's nice to get away uh, and be Good indoors point. down in Jerry's world. Uh, the other big game, this is in the late window, 425 East, is the Bills heading to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. Bills are 6-6, six and six, Adam. As we know, they're coming off of a bye. Um, it's kind of, you know, they, they got to win all these games here, especially with uh, their bad AFC conference record. They're 3-5. and five. They've got some controversy, too, swirling around right oh. now uh, of a story that came out yesterday from Tyler Dunn, which has uh, said a lot of stuff about McDermott that they're now uh, circling up, up there. Tough week for the Bills, and they got to get it done, Adam. Chiefs have lost 3 out of 5. They're, they're vulnerable. Yeah, and I could tell you that the players do believe in Sean McDermott. And his the story that came out is unfortunate, but I know he's got good support in their building, and he's just Sean. Just have to work through that. But look, they got to win this game. This is not the NFC where you could get in the playoffs with a losing record potentially. That's not going to happen. In the AFC, now, their, their season's kind of falling apart here. Terrible loss before the bye to the Eagles. They should have won that game. They had it. They had the Eagles down. They just couldn't close. But you, look, they go to Kansas City, and by the way, yes, Kansas City is a very good home team. Their, their team, look, the Eagles went in and beat them. This is not a great vintage Chiefs team. 
So when you really look at it, the Bills have a chance. And by the way, they come out of the bye very healthy. Dawson Knox will be available. Uh, though they list him as questionable, he should be available for this game. He took plenty of reps this week. And you've seen Dalton Kincaid. What a story he's been, Mike. He looks like a receiver out there, number 86. He's essentially the, their slot receiver. So you're going to see that. Now the Chiefs, they've got all sorts of injury issues. The big ones at running back. Now Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco, now he only has a shoulder contusion. He's not going to play. But it's the same shoulder that got surgically repaired. He had a shoulder labrum surgery. That's a concern there, so you got to keep an eye on that. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the, the first-round pick from four years ago, he will be starting. Now, they're pretty hopeful that Jarek McKinnon will be able to come back from his groin injury to back him up. That's a big one. Brian Cook is starting safety. He's going to be out. Uh, their left tackle, Donovan Smith, is out. So the, they got some injury issues here. And we'll see if your Bills could, t- could take advantage. But this is, I, I mean, I hate, I hate the term must game, but guess what? I'm using it. They have to find a way to win this game. Have to. It's a must game. You, when you're six and six, you got you got to go run the table. You, you just have to. I know it's a tough schedule, Adam, but and they've played well there. I, I know they've lost there in the playoffs, but they've won there yep. in the regular season the last two years. So it's not like as many bad games as they have lost over the past few years. They've actually won the regular season ones in Arrowhead against the Chiefs. All right, next. NFC South is very tight. None of the teams are very good, but it's very tight. And the Falcons at six and six have the Bucks this week, who are five and seven, right behind them. A Falcon win here, Adam, can actually give them some breathing room uh, with four games left in the regular season. Yeah, they're the best team in a bad division, worst division in the National Football League. I like the the Falcons to handle their business here, and I don't know what has happened to the Buccaneers' defense. Lack of discipline, and that's Todd Bowles, the head coach's side of the football. I know they've had some injuries in the secondary, but they've not played well. And Desmond Ritter, by the way, he, he hasn't played great. This is a position that they're going to have to take a deep look at in the offseason. But you know what? Their defense, which was much maligned last season, they added a lot of players in the free agency. And they're the really good run defense. They're the better team here, and they'll take care of business. I firmly believe, Adam, that if the Falcons had decent quarterback play this year, they'd have eight wins right now. I think they'd be oh, eight and four. Yeah. Like with, with some of the games that they've lost and some of the teams that they've played, it's actually ridiculous that they're six and six. Uh, to be quite honest with you, <laughs> I know. I know. It should be better though. To be honest with you, but... um, speaking of quarterbacks, backups. You meant we've been talking a lot about that, but one of them did shine on Monday night, and that was Jake Browning for the Bengals. <laughs> they are suddenly still in the mix at six and six after that win in Jacksonville. They have the Colts coming to Cincinnati seven and five in the AFC. And right now the weather looks like it's going to be okay. Again, I know it could change. Jake Browning is an unbelievable story, Mike. When you look at Jake Browning's career on and off practice squads, dozens of times, it, he never really showed much. And I give, I, I, I give Zach Taylor, the head coach of calls the place credit and Dan Pitcher, the quarterback's coach. Here's the thing, and, and Brian Callahan, the offense coordinator, once he got off to a good start and was very accurate, they expanded the pass game. They took shot plays downfield, Mike. He'd never shown this before. This is a great story. That gives him life. I, I, I didn't, no one saw this coming. I've talked to people who graded uh, Jake Browning years ago. Not much was th- thought of him, and this is a great story. He's clearly shown he could be their backup of the future. He keeps put, putting together good tape. Look, th- this league has got real problem at quarterback to find guys who could just hang in there for a little bit. He's done a great job. He gives them life. And Gardner Minshew, by the way, he's got some incentives in his contract, which he's going to hit. He's going to hit that, uh, I think it's about $2 million incentives. He's probably going to get that. And he's done a phenomenal job. And I, I got to tell you, though, uh, I do like the Colts. And by the way, Grover Stewart, one of the best run stop and D tackles. He's back from a six-game suspension. That's not good for the Bengals, and that's good for the Colts. And the Colts will find a way to win this game. 
The Rams head east to Baltimore. This will also be a mess, just like the Jet-Texan uh, game. Lots of bad weather for the Ravens off of a bye, who are usually very good in that spot with Harbaugh. Plus, you factor in, you know, they're good at home against the NFC. Uh, good, good spot for the Ravens here. Yeah, Marlon Humphrey, their star corner, should be back from his calf injury for this game. I give Matthew Stafford credit. Did a great job last week with the four touchdowns against a really good Browns defense. But this is the best defense of the National Football League. They should get smoked. Remember when Seattle came in there and got handled? I'm looking for the same type of thing. Baltimore should have no problem this game, and they do have a running game for the rain. Josh Dobbs is going to start again for the Vikings. They are in Vegas against the Raiders, who are 5-7. and seven. Yeah, and look, I, I give Josh Dobbs credit. He's done a phenomenal job. They're getting Justin Jefferson back. The Raiders have a problem at cornerback. Remember, uh, Marcus Peters was cut. That is an advantage for the Vikings. I like the Vikings to win this game, and uh, the, they're going to find a way to grind it out. And by the way, hang in there for a wild card in the NFC. Uh, will the Lions keep pace uh, with the Niners and the Eagles in the NFC and get their 10th win in Chicago? Oh, yeah, there's there's no question about it. I mean, w w when you when you look at but one thing I do want to say about the Bears, Mike, the Bears have gotten healthy. Justin Fields is playing very good football. Uh, but the bottom line is, I, I just don't think they could score enough. And they're just not good enough. And no, I do not see them winning. Adam, great job as always. Uh, we will see you on Monday. Two games on Monday night. Packers, Giants, Dolphins, Titans. And you'll be back with Pharrell. He will be here as well. Enjoy the games this weekend, Adam. We'll see you on Monday. You too. Thank you. There he is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Come. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Friday. Carver I and Joe Lisi in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. It is time, as we do every week, to check in with our man Warren Sharp, the Sharp Report, Chargers and Broncos.
the Denver Broncos should have every opportunity to cover the number against the Chargers on Sunday. I don't know why the Chargers are laying two and a half to three points at home. I know they're at home, but they have very minimal home field advantage in this spot. And in addition, the Denver Broncos, this is a team, yes, they benefited from a ton of turnover luck in the past, but they had so much turnover luck go against them last week, and they still almost won that game outright on the road against a better Houston Texans team. The Denver Broncos were 0-3 in turnover margin, and they went 0-11 on third downs in that game, and yet they found themselves with first and goal from the eight-yard line ready to win the game on the road. That was in part because this Denver Broncos team was going up against a Houston Texans secondary that was vastly improved. They had the return of Jimmy Ward. They had the return of Derek Stingley. And those two players took three interceptions away from Russell Wilson. That's not going to be the case against this Chargers defense. This Chargers defense ranks number 29 versus the pass. The Broncos have played just one defense worse than the Chargers all season long. That was against the Washington Commanders. They put up 33 points in that game. This Chargers defense ranks 29 versus the pass, despite having the privilege in three of their last six games of going up against Tyson Bajant, Zach Wilson, and Bailey Zappi. I think this is a great opportunity, even if the Denver Broncos do fall behind, to come back using the pass against this terrible pass defense of the LA Chargers and get back into this game. But I also think there's an opportunity here where the Denver Broncos are actually playing from a position of power in this game. I think taking the points with the Broncos or teasing them up through the three and the seven is a great look in this one. There you go. There's Warren Sharp with the Sharp Report. Joe, I got to tell you, um, I agree with Warren. I'm on the Broncos here uh, this week. Uh, I think the Broncos are going to take care of business. We'll come back. We'll get Joe's thoughts on it as well. Coast to coast, hour number two next after this. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 